Hi, this is Pastor Chris from Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We want to welcome you to our brand new series called Yes and Amen, where Pastor Nick talks about how to access the promises that are available in Christ. We're excited to see God's promises be fulfilled this year, and we want to invite you to join us in-house on Sundays at 11 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel to keep up with Sunday's messages every week. We love you, and now let's go into today's message. So let me tell you something that's really important. The Bible says that we are, Misty and I, as pastors of this church, it says that God, we are a gift to you. Look at the person next to you and say, they are a gift to me. The gift that we carry in us is not for ourselves. The gift God gave us is for you. Okay? When I go to meetings, I know why I'm going there. I'm not just going to a meeting. For example, if you go to, uh, if you go to a meeting where a prophet established by God is in that meeting, they have a certain gift set. You can come under that gifting and tap in through that gift to what they carry. So we carry a gift set, and when the presence of God comes in here, you can access God through what comes in the atmosphere. There's things you can see, there's things that you can hear, there's things that you can know, because the gifting unlocks it in the room. But you've got to know what you're doing. You're not just coming to a building. You're coming to receive from heaven through the gifts that God has set in place. I'll tell you a story. In uh, 2020, we were doing a series called Summer Love. Who remembers that series? And uh, it was 2020, right, Havana, when we took D the kids to DR and we did the big heart? Okay. So in 2020, we're doing this series on love, on the love of God. And the Bible says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. And what? Love our neighbors as we do ourselves. And so I, I was praying. I couldn't get it out of my heart. I was kept asking the Lord the same question. God, if I'm supposed to love you with all my heart, what is my heart? If I'm supposed to love you with my heart, all of it, you need to help me understand what my heart is. Don't you think that's a relative question? And so I couldn't get that prayer out of my heart. It kept repeating, Lord, what is the heart? Lord, show me what my heart is. And, you know, 2020, we, we, we were in the COVID wave, right? Started kicking in that year. And so I was praying and asking the Lord for about four weeks, five weeks to tell me what the heart is. God, what is the heart? And so my a friend of ours, Prophet Charlie Shemp, who was over at Claremont, doing some meetings, I went up there for three days. And I know the gifting that he carries, that as a prophet, I'm going to tap into seeing things in the future. I'm going to tap into hearing God. And so I went to the meeting to honor the man of God, number one. That means I brought some money. Listen, people go and watch a football game those guys are gifted to throw a ball and catch a ball and run. They're gifted to entertain you. And people are paying thousands of dollars to go sit in those seats. 
paying like $20 for a beer. Can you say amen? So don't talk to me about honoring a man of God that carries a gift that will show me something about my future. You go spend $500 on a Michael Jackson concert ticket so that you can see a gift in action and be entertained. So if you understand what you're doing and you'll honor the gifts that God has placed in men and women of God, you can tap into things in the spirit world. God can show you things that will forever change your life in one moment. And so I went up to that meeting. Day three in the meeting, we had just got done with worship. There was a song about the majesty and the glory of God and the presence of God filled the building. And there are those holy moments where you just stand in the presence of God. You don't say a word, but you're just listening to hear what the Lord would say to you. And I was standing in that meeting, and I went into a vision. And someone might say, well, what is a vision? The screen of your imagination is not supposed to be used for trash. Your imagination is where God wants to speak to you and show you things. But we fill our imaginations with all kinds of stuff. And when you get your imagination clean, God can use that screen. You say, get clean from what? Jealousy, anger, judgment, bitterness, lust, all the desires for stuff in the world. I want this, I want that, I want her, I want him. When you get that junk out of your mind and your mind is clear and you're at peace in your heart and you stand in the presence of God, God will project on the screen of a pure imagination that isn't cluttered with junk. The reason people can't hear God is because they got stuff in their imagination that is blocking the stream from heaven. And God wants to show you things about your life that were written in His book before the foundation of the world. Before you were born, He knew you. He had already planned before you were knitted together in your mother's womb. God already had things for you that He wants to show you. And your gifting is perfectly designed according to the plan and the assignment God has for you. But if you never find out what your assignment is, you'll always be lost. You'll never understand who you are or why you're here. Hallelujah. And so I'm standing in the meeting, and I have a vision. And on the screen of my imagination, the Lord plays a movie. I'm not thinking it. The Lord is showing it to me. Like you're sitting here looking at that screen. Your imagination, the Lord's showing me something that I'm not thinking about. And in it, I see a heart in front of me, one of the Valentine hearts. And so I have this 3D heart in front of me in this vision on the screen of my imagination, like I'm looking at Havana right now, real. And as I'm looking at this heart, my eyes are going from the bottom of the heart to the top of the heart, and it's wrapped in newspaper completely. And I'm seeing articles, pictures, and articles all the way up the heart. And when I get to the top of the heart, I read the words bad news in big, bold letters. And then the scene changes, and I see this picture from a wide angle. And the heart is on the left here, and I see a light come out of heaven. It is a wide beam, and as it gets closer to the heart, it gets narrower and narrower like a laser beam. And this laser beam hits the heart. The newspaper catches on fire, and in a flash, you know those magicians that had flash paper? In a flash, the newspaper is consumed, and the heart is set free, and the vision ends. And the Lord says to me, 
is the, what the Lord says to me. He said to me, your heart is the seat of your spirit from where you rule and reign in life. And the Lord showed me a picture of a throne in heaven, and I realized in that moment that my heart is the seat of my spirit, is the place where my spirit man created in the image of God sits on the inside of me. It is the place where I make decisions. It is the place where I make judgments. It's the place where I make decrees. It's the place where everything about my life is decided. And when the enemy takes your heart captive with bad news, you cannot make decisions in line with God's good news. And I'm here to tell you today, we're doing this series, Yes and Amen. This is what the Lord spoke to me, that this year would be a year of God's promises fulfilled. Look at the person next to you and say, this is a year where God's promises that He has made with His mouth will be fulfilled by His hands. That's what this year is about. But what you need to understand is that we've had two years of the media giving us stories, bad news upon bad news upon bad news upon bad news. And our hearts have been taken captive by a spirit of fear because of what the media and everybody else has been consuming. But I'm here to tell you today and I prophesy to you today that 2020 will be the year where the light of God will shine. And the fear that has gripped men and women's hearts will be broken off their lives. And they will step back into life and they will experience life more abundantly in this year. This thing that the enemy has tried to do to take the earth captive will be broken as quickly as it came. In a flash, it will be gone. And the world will reopen again in the name of Jesus. All of this crazy mandate, cover your mouth. Take your shots, shut the borders. It's breaking this year in the name of Jesus. We will not live this way. We are free people. Can you say amen? But people cannot live free when their hearts are taken captive. And people's hearts are going to get set free this year. God will do it. Can you say amen? And in this service today, God is going to put a deposit of faith on the inside of you where you're going to be able to believe Him for the things that He has promised you to come to pass. If you think about the life of Abraham and Sarah, I mean, Abraham's dad was an, was an idol maker. He made idols for a living. Imagine that, your father made idols for a living. That means he was pagan. He was unbelieving. And God says, I want you to get out of your mother and father's house, and I want you to leave, and I'm going to show you a land that I'm going to give you. He didn't give him any destination. He said, just pack your stuff, get out, and I'll show you along the way. Look at the person next to you and say, you just don't have to know where you're going. You just follow Jesus, and he'll get you there. Can you say amen? He's not going to tell you everything. He's going to show you step by step. When you obey this step, he'll show you that step. You don't qualify for the next step until you obey the first step. No, but we in our minds here, we want to have everything laid out. Show me the plan, God, before I go. That's not faith. If you already have it laid out, you don't, you don't need faith because God already just gave you all the security you need. He needs to be your security. Can you say amen? You have to trust Him. So when God says step, you don't ask questions. Yes, sir. 
Don't ask questions. You just obey. And as you obey, catchy little rhyme, he'll show you the way. <laughs> Bars. We should, we should make, a, make a song out of that. <laughs> Say it again. It's so cheesy. When you obey, he will show you the way. And all the Mandalorian people say. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me. I just want to release this this morning. I had it on my heart. Just lift your hands to heaven. And receive this morning. Wait, put your hands down. Put your, let, me, let me teach you how to receive. A lot of people don't know how to receive from God. You say, I receive from God, how do I do that, right? If I'm supposed to receive something, how does it work? Who, who has an iPhone? Anybody have an iPhone? Okay, anybody know about iPhones? Excellent. There's this thing on an iPhone called an airdrop. An airdrop is where I can take what's on this phone and through uh, uh, a Bluetooth connection, I can send it to somebody else's phone. Everybody with me? I know this sounds like so easy. Some people have no clue what I'm talking about right now. It's like a drag and drop on your computer. It's like a file transfer protocol where you can grab an image off the web and drag it to your desktop and release it, and it downloads. Who knows what I'm talking about? So in the spirit world, if I want to send something to you and you say I'll accept it, there can be a file transferred from me to you peer to peer. That's what we're doing right now. God has given me information that I have downloaded that I want to transfer to you. I actually received an impartation in a meeting this week. That's what I'm giving you. It's an impartation. Say impartation. Impartation is an airdrop. I'm giving you an airdrop this morning. If you're open to receive it. And the way you receive is you lift your hands and you say, Lord, I'm ready to receive what you have for me. And then when I'm speaking the word, it's being transferred to you. This is sound activated. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive? Lift your hands to heaven. Heavenly Father, this morning I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the power to break through. And Father, every place where the enemy has bound your people with fear, I stand against the fear and I break its hold and power over their lives now, in the name of Jesus. Father, let the light of heaven be released to break fear of everything that is bad news from the media, from the world, that has captured their heart. Let it be broken now, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I impart faith substance into their hearts that they can naturally believe you to see your promises become a reality in their lives this year in Jesus' mighty name. Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Come on, just thank Him right now. I don't know if you received just, you realize what you just received. That means there's going to be suddenly moments that happen in your life this year where God breaks you through. Suddenly. You know how people have a car accident suddenly, and suddenly they find out, you know, somebody had a heart attack. Suddenly. That stuff happens suddenly, right? 
Well, God's breakthroughs happen suddenly too. And you're going to experience many suddenlies this year of breakthroughs into the goodness of God. And there's an impartation in the service today for you to just believe it. You don't have to figure it out in your head. It's like a substance that drops into your heart where you know that you know that you know that what you received is real. You don't have to try and believe. You just believe. Believing, believing is something that is so powerful. Do you know that unbelief is the only thing that can stop the power of God? Unbelief. Jesus said it. He went to his hometown to do to do miracles. And he said, I couldn't do miracles in this hometown because of people's unbelief. So if you don't believe, you cannot receive it. That's what your belief system is about. And the belief system is not the brain. The belief system is the subconscious. Look at the person next to you and say, your belief system is the subconscious. You basically have two minds. You have the brain, where you process and think things. And then once you have processed it, it becomes part of your subconscious, your subbrain. And it becomes automatic. You, the program has been set. So you, I remember when I, I, I first learned to drive, I was living in South Africa. In South Africa, we only had stick shifts. Do you even know what a stick shift is? If you drive a tractor, you get it. And so, you know, you've got to push a clutch in. Then you've got to find the gear. Anybody grind some gears? It's like... <laughs> Anybody do that when you're first learning to drive? And so, when you're driving, you know, you've got to watch the road. You've got to push the clutch in. Then you've got to look and find where the gear is and stay straight, Right? And then you've got to have this fine balance between clutch and accelerator. Because if you pull the clutch out, the car goes goo 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 like that. And probably stall. Goo 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 goo. And so you've got to find the right balance so that it's a smooth transition. You know what I'm saying? Formula One. Well, when I first learned to drive, I mean, I was freaking the driving instructor out because... They've got to keep you on the road and help you find the gear. You don't know where anything is. I had to sit in the car and just put the clutch in and practice without looking. You know what I'm saying? But after a couple of months, it shifted from me having to look at things to where I just knew where it was. Now, I can look at my wife while I'm driving, text with my left hand. Just relax. I'm telling a story. <laughs> Eat a sandwich at the same time while beating my kids in the back seat and stay straight on the road. Right? Any parents in the house who know what I'm talking about? In the beginning, driving was scary, but now you can drive with your knees. You know what's coming out of the peripheral vision because you already checked your mirrors and you know the cars, four cars back, and you know the speed they're driving, and you know when they're going to pull up. You just know where you are. When I drove my wife's monster vehicle for the first time, because I'm from Africa, we like small vehicles. We like small things because roads are small. 
Don't have some big truck down the road. It's aggravating. You can't park. You, it's scary. It's weird. So she, she had to get a big vehicle because she's American and she likes big things, you know? That's why I'm trying to gain weight, get a little bigger. I was very skinny when I came over here. So I got into her vehicle for the first time, and I'm used to tiny vehicles. I used to have a Scion, you know, those little white, those little boxes? Tiny vehicle. You can go like 50 miles to the gallon, you know what I'm saying? It's real easy to zip in and zip out of things. And I got in her vehicle. You know, it's bigger. So you gotta, you, you're scared because you don't know where the front of your vehicle is, and you don't know where the back of your vehicle is. Who's got into a new vehicle and you're like not sure of the parameters of how far you can go in. And then you go over that little thing, you know, that little, and it goes, and it almost rips the bumper off when you pull backwards. You know that feeling. But I tell you what, man, as you begin to grow in the things of the Spirit, you'll just, you'll be set. And you'll know things around you and things will become easy and your faith walk will become real easy. You're not going to crash and fall and trip and whatever. No. It's a solid belief system that you have. You know how things work. You grab hold of the word. You trust God. You pray in line with what you believe. And you start seeing the power of God break you through in different areas of your life. And this year is going to be one of those years. This year is going to be like no other year that you've ever experienced. You say you're just hyping it up. No, I have an Ephesians 3.20 which says, My God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. My highest hopes, prayers, my highest hopes, prayers, dreams, and desires. He's bigger than what I can ask or think. So I'm not exaggerating God. He's like, Nick, you're thinking too small. But what I want to tell you today is this year is going to be a year of the goodness of God. And you're going to see the promises of God that you've been believing God for breakthrough in your life. It's going to be the most epic year of your life. Look at the person next to you and say, this is the year. It's going to be epic. Woo-wee! You know, I'm, I was up here. I'm sitting here listening to Liana's testimony. How, how, where is Nima Olivia? How old is Liana? She's 11. Was that a dream she had? Come here, Havana. Tell us the story. Hello again. <laughs> um, so during summer, we had one of the best summers last year, and this year's summer camp is going to be crazy, even better than last year. But we were in the dance studio, and we have a performing arts group, and um, I just felt in my heart that day that we needed to worship before we did anything that, um, that day, and we were just going to start the day off with worship. So the kids, we were praising, and after praise, we went into worship, and all the kids were by themselves, and they were facing different directions, and Liana was one of the All of them got crazy awesome encounters that day, and the Holy Spirit just moved. And um, she, I just remember, because I was like, obviously I was praying in the spirit and I was praying over the kids. And I just remember seeing her fall. But as she fell, that's the encounter that she was talking about. I heard her screaming and she was screaming in the natural what was happening in her encounter. And so I was just led to pray with her. And that's why she said, when I prayed over her for peace, that's when she saw Jesus and the, the enemy like had let go of her. So that was an encounter that an 11-year-old had after being hungry for getting into the presence of Jesus. And so, yeah, don't underestimate what, what, it, what it takes to be in, in God's presence. It's just, it's amazing. So thanks, Savannah. So 
for, for an 11-year-old for an to have a vision, what I was talking about earlier, where God shows you something on the screen of your imagination, and it's more real than the natural realm. I've had dreams at night where I wake up, and I, I wake up from the dream, and I'm like, wow, I'm still in my bed. That's how real the dreams are. Anybody have a dream that real? And so for her to be able to stand here as an 11-year-old and share that she was standing and there was a pit behind her and the demonic realm was trying to pull her into the pit. And then Satan himself kicked her in the gut into the pit. And then it, everything went in reverse. And when she came out, Jesus was standing in front of her. When she shared that, I felt the presence of God. You know, kids have got a good imagination, but that was real. And that will forever mark and change her life. That's why she's able as an 11-year-old to go and stand in front of a DJ guy that's got another spirit on the inside of him trying to intimidate an 11-year-old to get her to shut her mouth because that enemy doesn't like what's coming out of her mouth. And she's able to just... Why? Because Satan already kicked me in the pit and I came out of that. I'm not afraid. I have authority over the devil. I ain't afraid of no ghost. And it's, you know, these are the types of things that change our lives. You can come to church. Church is a great place. But if you're standing here and God speaks to you and God shows you something, your life is forever changed. And, you know, you listen to these kids and they talk about God whacked them, God smacked them, God knocked them, God shaking. And really, God didn't whack them. He just touched them. God had to whack you. I don't know what would happen to you. The tiniest touch of God feels like your whole world is being shaken. You can't actually get into the presence of God and have an encounter with the Lord and your life be the same. And so people that tell me they've been to heaven and they've seen this and they've seen that, and then you look at their faces, you're like, you didn't see nothing because there's no evidence in your life that there's change. But when an 11-year-old can stand in front of a fully grown man that's possessed by the devil and tell them about Jesus without any fear, you know something got deposited on the inside of her. Can you say amen? And so our youth development center and our schools and that is a powerful place because God has given us a strategy on how to reach and raise the next generation. You know, I know there's a lot of people that, that, that have this mindset. They say, well, you know, those 99 people that you led to the Lord on the streets, where are they today? What's happening with them? You know that when I got saved and I had my first encounter with God, I was 16 years old. I went to this church. I had a power encounter where I was on the floor laughing and crying for hours. And when I got off the floor, I knew God was real. I went to a Catholic church for many years, and I sat in the pews. And we did the kneeling and the standing and the I can play dominoes better than you can. But never once did I have an encounter with God in that place. Never once did I hear God speak to me. Never once did God ever touch me. But I went to this meeting and God touched me and my life has never been the same since that day. And you know, I didn't have anybody in my religious town to tell me what happened to me. 
And when I would talk to people that were supposed to be spiritual leaders about my encounter, they looked at me like I needed a psych ward. They looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? It's foreign. And that's because Jesus didn't die to give us a religion. He died to give us a relationship and bring us into his kingdom. And so, even though I didn't have anybody to explain any of that stuff to me, God had me. And he walked with me and he raised me. Can you say amen? And we're believing the same thing for those people that have genuinely given their hearts to God. God has got them. He's going to lead them. He's going to guide them. And we're going to see what God's going to do with their lives. You cannot receive the seed of Christ in your heart and your life stay the same. You will be transformed. Because every seed produces after its kind. Can you say amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of